This podcast is brought to you by Stormaven. I won't lie, I am an employee at Stormaven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, we have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app. We're here to help you do it. Within the TikTok, you can really achieve a great success. However, if you're launching the specific paid marketing activity with the TikTok, there are some challenges. Those creatives doesn't last long in the platform. They don't create this snowball effect, which we can see on YouTube creative. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by Stormaven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy, how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm your host, Jonathan Fishman, and today I'm really excited to be here uh, with Alex Rubin, who's UA lead at Product Madness. Alex, what's up? Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Nice to be here. Thanks. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a bit and a bit about your path and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, uh, sure. So I'm Alex. I started working in the marketing in 2015 as a UA manager and um, started working in, uh, within the mobile games uh, straight to the point with uh, action games, uh, worked with in companies like uh, Pixonic, uh, Wargaming, and in a couple of startups uh, later on, and then joined Product Madness as the UA lead. And um, yeah, here I am. So what exactly are you in charge of at uh, Product Madness today within your role? Uh, so currently my role is shifting to the growth strategies, and I'm in charge in the strategies with, um, within the market, with a new market, um, current improvements for our UA channels, with um, new ways of bringing more revenue to the company, to the games. And um, it's basically everything. <laughs> cool. So today uh, I want to talk a bit about influencer marketing for mobile games, um, which is a very growing channel, I think, in, in terms of like what I've been seeing in the past um, couple of years. Mostly... I think it's been accelerating because of uh, the ATT framework and iOS 14.5 and everything that's been happening around privacy, which made um, a lot of channels such as Facebook less efficient. And um, and some companies, some game companies at least, uh, are really able to crack it in terms of influencer marketing and some companies can't. Um, it really depends on genre and, and the type of game and the type of team. Uh, that is in charge of that. So can you first talk a bit about like why you think influencer marketing even works for games? Like we know this channel from apps and brands um, pretty well, but um, wh why do you think it works and, and does it work for every genre? Well, um, definitely there are many genres uh, and definitely there are some genres which are less um, effective within, in, in the influencer marketing space. However, uh, there are certain criteria which can um, identify the potential for a game here. So um, it's, I saw the examples when it worked, 
uh, not work right um, in terms of the performance. And there are some examples when it works in terms of brand awareness, increasing um, popularity for your game. However, these two things are completely different. And if we're talking about the performance, uh, one of the things I would definitely look at the, your current uh, state of performance marketing within your company, within your apps. And let's say um, we have action games or we have casual games, like a match three or um, in terms of action games, let's say third person shooter games. Uh, which uh, might be uh, easier in terms of making the reliable source of data because the conversion rates from your um, advertising creators from Facebook, from video networks, will be significantly higher than the conversion rates we, when you have in strategies or in social casino environment uh, because the uh, size of the audience is different. And um, making the performance-based campaigns with influencer marketing rely on data, of course, because in the beginning, you don't have a lot of data to make any assumptions. Uh, you don't know which types of influencers would work for you. And in, the, in making the first steps here is actually building a nice data sample to work with. So you kind of need to test different approaches, different categories like you need to uh, test gaming uh, like gaming influencers non-gaming channels um, with uh, uh, with the vehicles with food content on that so it's a long path to build a sustainable and reliable framework nice so let's talk a bit about your process like uh, um, in product madness um and a process that our audience can take in and implement uh, wherever they work. So you talked a bit about identifying like the right influencers. So how do you approach like the research part of it? Uh, like how do you identify somebody who's who has not only a large following and, and an audience, like but the right audience for your game? And like if you can give us some context on like who these people are, who are these game influencers? What what do they do? Uh, and also like how do you research uh, the channels that they're on? Uh, I know the TikTok is extremely popular, but um, th there's a few channels. So, how do you approach that research piece? So we have uh, two, uh, I'd say, two um, types of um, influencer activities. Uh, one is when we search with our, in collaboration with our partners, with our vendors, uh, the right uh, fit uh, for the audience, and we're selecting together um, what. Uh, like which influencers will do the best creatives for us. And then we launch uh, these creatives across paid advertising in uh, multiple channels. Uh, one of the examples is the TikTok. Uh, of, um, we had a huge success um, with a few uh, influencers, which we picked uh, in the collaboration with, uh, with the partners. Uh, with the TikTok and uh, produced some video creatives based off uh, their um, like the some creatives together, which actually led to very uh, uh, huge success within TikTok platform. It didn't work in on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, it was like strictly uh, TikTok-based creatives. And when we're talking about uh, finding the, uh, the right channels, uh, let's uh, let's focus on YouTube. 
because on the YouTube, uh, obviously, uh, the, there are different channels and there is a different uh, ways of measure, uh, different uh, type of measuring. So on YouTube, uh, we were, uh, firstly, we start with, us, with an assumption. So what our audience uh, would watch on YouTube? So would it be uh, game-related creatives or would it be something different? Would it be something like more generic? Uh, such as a uh, food, um, um, you know, a food, um, you know, the, the the people which are making and some uh, cooking channels. Right? And uh, within the cooking channels, we can see like which uh, influencer is um, like how are they uh, made previous ads? Was it creative? Uh, did they just read from the script? Or is it something that uh, they produce themselves in terms of uh, creative production? So there might be some channels that only read through the script and doesn't really um, dive into your uh, game, into your product. But uh, there are some creative channels on YouTube that put a lot of effort into creative production. And let's say, for example, that um, uh, we had one... uh, nice experience with a rap singer uh, which uh, recorded an amazing song for us with a light and with a nice rhythm with a nice um, energy and even the, the campaign we launched with him was I'd say ROI positive and uh, we made a few videos out of this which uh, actually outperformed everything uh, we launched on uh, YouTube through uh, through the Google USC. So in this in this creatives, more than sixty percent of impressions um, uh, came um, like out of USC campaign to to this creative, and it became really quickly the top uh, top performing one within Google USC. But uh, we need to keep in mind that if the there should be a, a, an affinity within your platform and the creative. So you're not, well, there is a less chance to get success with launching um, Facebook creatives on YouTube, for example, and vice versa. So, yeah. And um, it comes with the testing. So we kind of test in different genres, different categories. We launch in a few um, influencers in each uh, category. And looking at the uh, conversion rates, uh, what was the interest from the audiences here? And uh, looking for some similarities, looking for some patterns here. And uh, for example, we can see that uh, one category is outperforming and then another one. Uh, so in vehicles, we had a very uh, nice success with automobile channels, with um, mechanics, uh, with uh, racing, with uh, just the expensive cars uh, reviews, and we started tailoring our creative uh, strategy towards those channels. Meaning that uh, we started creating the scripts, the scenario uh, tailored to this gen- uh, like genre specifics, and uh, which is actually increasing the conversion rates and reducing the overall CPI here. Nice. Why, in terms of that research, I mean, it seems like TikTok. The TikTok type of creatives, like these extremely short videos that are extremely authentic, um, a lot of them are actually unscripted. Um, why do you think that works better than than other channels? Uh, it depends what 
what are we uh, aiming to achieve? Uh, because within the TikTok, if you just uh, hire a few influencers, they produce the nice creative for you and you launch these creatives within your paid campaigns. This is one story. Uh, you can really achieve a great success in the, uh, uh, I mean, meaning the uplift and conversion rates, uh, driving more uh, installs with uh, less, um, less CPI. However, if you're launching the specific paid marketing activity with a TikTok, there are some challenges. For example, uh, those creatives doesn't last long uh, in the platform. It's um, kind of less, um, so that doesn't last long. They don't create this snowball effect, which we can see on YouTube creative because videos on YouTube last, last let's say, forever. And after one year of launching the campaign, you're still uh, receiving uh, some installs out of this. So you can forecast the snowball effect, which will eventually um, reduce your CPI out of the, out of the whole activity. Uh, but on, uh, and, and also uh, the tracking links on YouTube stays in the description. And you can measure uh, the initial impact. You can measure um, pretty much everything out of here. But on uh, TikTok, um, it's uh, there are less um, tracking uh, link. Um, there are less places to put your tracking link into. So it will disappear after a couple of days. Yeah. All right. So so let's move into execution. I mean, you mentioned uh, working with partners. You know, and you talked about that trap artist. Um, like there's there's some influencers that are extremely unique and have their own type of deal. Um, but there's also ways, and, and there's a few agencies out there that um, offer you a way to streamline that process and, and scale it because it's kind of, it doesn't scale if you need to talk to each influencer and strike a deal. Exactly. So, so how do you approach this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we work with a few agencies uh, which creates media plans for us uh, based on our requirements. And uh, this media plan contains a list of channels handpicked by the agencies or um, uh, the channels, like all the channels they have in their portfolio, which we need, to, uh, which we can pick ourselves. Um, we uh, have, like basically, uh, we're receiving the spreadsheet with all the channels, all the rates, expected um, number of views, followers, uh, demography, uh, type of contact, genres, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Once we have it, we can play with the data here. So we can run our own forecasts uh, based on our previous conversions, uh, previous uh, experience with these channels. So let's say um, we know for sure that our average conversion within um, a weekly category is X, and we can multiply this um, conversion from install, uh, sorry, from impression to install to the average number of views which we uh, which we can expect from each channel. And we can calculate the CPI, uh, we can make the forecast, and we can see what is it um, high uh, or is it average, is it low, um, and we can select um, influencers based on that. On that. As well as we can uh, see that um, some channels could be more creative, and we can estimate the possible uh, differences within conversion rate. And it comes with a, like it, it all ended up with a total forecast for the whole campaign: uh, how many views we can achieve per category, which 
um, conversion rate we can achieve within this category, which CPI we can achieve. And then we can see, uh, based on our past experience, which uh, categories or channels were um, more responsive in terms of the, um, the, the driving the revenue, the actual revenue. And uh, having the reliable sample size, size for, um, for making the forecast is the essential part and the hardest part, because it will come after you experimented a lot and spend a lot of money for um, to make this that uh, a uh, sample uh, happen. Cool. I want to go back a bit into creatives. Uh, we talked, you talked a bit about creatives, but uh, you mentioned two examples there that I found really interesting. First of all, there's that, uh, there's cooking shows, um, which seems kind of unintuitive, but I assume that, um, you know, you use that to promote a, a cooking game. Is that true? Uh, well, we don't have a cooking games. We have a slot, um, social casino slots. And uh, for some apps, our audience is uh, mostly females. And we found a few channels with um, the close affinity for, the, for, the, for our nice. audiences. And uh, we're also exploring uh, all, everything we can uh, within uh, Facebook analytics. Uh, we're looking towards uh, what is audi- our audience, our audience uh, into. And um, uh, trying to find, uh, trying to experiment even more. And the uh, food category started as an experiment. Um, and we suddenly seen the, the good results there. Awesome. And we decided to try again. No, because it's really creative. I mean, if you think about it, like when you, when you start thinking about like who is going to be the right influencer uh, to promote my game, you think about folks uh, that are, you know, generally talking about games how to play them, um, streaming themselves play, um, stuff like that. But um, uh, like, this is really creative to think about like which type of channels or which type of influencers have an audience um, that is basically your, the, the audience that you're aiming the game for um, and would probably have a, a, pretty, a pretty significant affinity uh, to your game if promoted there. So that's really creative. Um, and I guess the same thing you thought about with uh, you thought about the same direction with the rap artist. It's again started with uh, experiment, and we found that the previous ads made from uh, this artist were really really exciting, energetic, uh, with a positive uh, vibe. And we decided, well, why not to try this for us? Uh, some channels are generic, so some um, let's say. Um, Everyone watch the news. Everyone watch the weather forecast. Or um, watching the you know, uh, music and channels. Or everyone saw some co- cooking shows. So it's hard to pick the. It's hard to say. Okay, our players are mostly into the food or into the music because it's too, too generic. But uh, looking at the way uh, those uh, creators advertise uh, the, the certain products make you feel okay there might be a chance to have something creative even though we might not have a positive roi out of this campaign we might uh, find a nice creative concept and make a few videos that we can advertise to, uh, across other channels uh, which eventually uh, pay enough yeah that, that, that's really it's uh, i just want to pause a bit on that point because it's really really important 
um, some of the value or, or could be a very significant uh, portion of the value of influencer marketing is that you can actually repurpose the content that you have and use it as ad creatives. And, and we talk about it, uh, but, but there's so many teams out there that just miss out on that opportunity because in like, if it's the right type of content and it's extremely authentic, um, or extremely creative, like, like that, um, that song that you mentioned, um, it could really, really work well as a creative on other, uh, on other channels as, as a performance, um, as a, as a performance marketing campaign. So, so just wanted to pause about that on that for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could work. Um, however, um, YouTube creatives tend to work better within Google USC because they're advertising on YouTube. So there is affinity within the platform as well. So it's up to uh, your guys' creative teams to figure out how to um, make this more suitable for other channels. Cool. And uh, measurement, you, you talked a bit about tracking links, but talking specifically, on, I mean, solely on the, the influencer campaign uh, that is happening, not about those performance marketing campaigns that you run afterwards. Um, there are two types of... Um, two types of ways where, that you get um, value out of it. First of all, there's direct response, like folks watching the, the influencer yeah. talking about the game um, and tapping the link, basically, which is could be a tracking link. And then they get to the app store, uh, to your product page, and uh, download the game, hopefully. And then you can use the, the tracking link to attribute those installs to the influencer campaign. Yeah. The other part of uh, of how you get value out of it is an indirect effect. Um, and, and I had a really, uh, in, um, actually one of our founders had a really interesting conversation about this. Uh, I think it was a year ago with um, a company, one of these agencies that do influencer market, uh, marketing. And they were really interested in measuring that indirect effect. And what they found is that they were able to attribute about I think it was between 75 to 85% of all installs um, that one of their clients was able to receive through an influencer campaign to branded search. So folks watched the, the influencer talking about the game. They didn't do nothing. They didn't do anything on, on the platform. They didn't tap or click any, any links. Uh, but afterwards, they searched for the brand on the app store. So they were able to see a pretty sizable uptick in terms of search performance uh, and search downloads on the app store um, shortly after the campaign uh, was running. So it could be a few hours later, it could be a couple of days later, but um, but it's just a huge, like if you, if you don't take that into account, you might conclude that an influencer campaign didn't have a positive ROI, um, but it's just the way that humans behave. Not everybody, especially like on YouTube, something that we, that, that probably... Um, you noticed as well, like a lot of uh, campaigns on YouTube don't lead to direct response because folks are in the middle exactly. of watching a piece of content. They're not, not a lot of them are going to like break that experience, click on the link and go uh, to the app store. They want to finish watching the show, the, the content, whatever they're doing. Um, but they remember that and then they search for that app uh, later on on the app store. So, so really important there. So how do you... How do you approach measurement uh, in a holistic way? Do, do you try to take that into account? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things we are looking at is 
keyword, uh, keyword searching. So we're looking at the search trends. And obviously, not everyone is clicking on the tracking link right after they made, uh, uh, they made the view. In order to, well, we, we can work in the all directions here. Uh, firstly, to incentivize people to click on the link, uh, giving them some welcome bonuses, additional welcome packs, uh, which uh, will be accessible only if you click on the tracking link. This will increase your um, click-through rate, let's say. But not everyone is clicking on the link and not everyone watching YouTube from the mobile phone. Some people watch it from the TV or from the PC or whatever. Uh, we also put QR codes to make uh, them make this like, even uh, easier. However, uh, so this is about the tracking, uh, the, the tracking, like direct response. Within indirect response, it's um, are, uh, there is a trick uh, how to measure it easily, but um, not only looking at the keyword uh, search, not only looking towards the the trends, but uh, let's say you're launching one campaign um, with one influencer. Um, you will probably won't see a huge impact on your um, organic traffic because if um, if the players didn't click uh, through the link and still install the game through search, they will be counted as organic um, organic user. In order to estimate the impact of your influencer campaign, one of the things we we're doing we launching a massive campaign within a shortened period of time. We're launching many influencers within two, three days. And this is actually helps to create a big, massive impact and see and um, help us to see what is our organic traffic uh, will look uh, looks like after the campaign launched. So we always see the spike within organic. We can compare this uh, within our average organic rates for, this, um, for those days. And we can see the difference, and we can attribute this difference to the influencer campaign as well. Nice. Now that's really smart. And and thinking about this, even taking this a step further, actually, when you drive a lot of downloads, you also, I mean, you talked about organics, but organics we can unpack that to search and browse. Um, so this actually has a positive value on browse performance because uh, more first-time downloads, um, the higher you rank. So your ranking increases, and then more users that are just browsing the, the charts see your game uh, and have um, a certain probability to download it So because it ranks higher. So uh, that's, um, that's another way of uh, thinking about the value there, but uh, pretty cool. Um, so we are running a bit out of time, but uh, I want to ask you a few last questions we ask all of our guests. So first, uh, if you can give just one tip to an aspiring mobile growth marketer, um, entering the industry even today with everything, all the changes that's, that, that are happening, um, what would it be? Um, always be open-minded. And uh, the, the industry is always changing. And um, it's really, really easy to get stuck into your past, perform, uh, past experience and make the decisions out of them. But uh, still um, think that um, nothing lasts forever. And uh, you like always keep the room to test more even though you um, you think you're right, there there will always be the chance you are not that right, and you need to consider all all, all the options. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, and a content recommendation. What is your favorite mobile growth resource? 
Well, uh, most of the content, uh, most of, most of the content I'm consuming out of the LinkedIn uh, because the people are sharing something, uh, something interesting. Also, some there are some um, magazines. Well, some websites I'm looking at. It's a mobile dev memo from Eric Surfer. And um, looking at the blogs from um, most of our uh, vendors, partners, and uh, yeah, here awesome. it is. I think there are some interesting topics on Reddit as well. Cool. And finally, uh, the most important question, what is your favorite flavor of pancake? Salted caramel. Salted caramel. Uh, that uh, you, you can never go wrong with that. Absolutely. And finally, where if people want to reach out to you to talk about uh, everything we talked here uh, about here today, um, where can uh, how can they reach out? Um, I have a LinkedIn profile. Awesome. So LinkedIn, reach out to Alex Rubin if you have any questions. Cool. So this is this was a pleasure. I really enjoyed the, this conversation, and thank you for doing this. Likewise, Jonathan. Thank you so much. And that was Mobile Growth and Pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve app store performance, visit StoreMaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at StoreMaven, thanks for listening.